Welcome to Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast. Julie Girl is a weekly podcast presented with an unfiltered foray into all things Big Brother. This podcast was intentionally created from an alternative POV. Big Brother has a vastly diverse fan base, but the majority of the community's creative content feels skewed, and we wanted and we needed a place where we could be as real as possible and talk about what's really going on in these BB streets. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And if you feel drawn to like, comment, and subscribe, or share our episodes, we'd highly appreciate that as well. And if you ever have any suggestions for fun things you'd like to hear, feel free to let us know by sliding into our DMs on Twitter at @juliegirlpod or by sending us an email to juliegirlpod at gmail.com. Hello, Zachary. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? <laughs> you doing <laughs> i'm doing all right doing doing pretty good just finished having dinner Ooh, and what was for dinner my cousin made some vegetable lasagna it was very delicious okay yeah it was it was good it was i always love to cook with people especially family so it always makes me really happy to to get in the kitchen and figure something out cooking is like a puzzle to me because those flavors get to working together and things just don't be right sometimes it's like what can we do what can we add to make this get to where we know it needs to be and so i just start letting my tongue do its thing and my brain do its thing and trying to figure it out and it's always interesting to like find new flavors or new ways to get to the flavor palette that you really want to get to or like really figure figure out something and then when you get it there it's so just like pleasant and just i love it it's so fun i'm glad you love that (laughs) (laughs) um i love ordering food and um trying um new things like once a year um, not once a year what was the one thing you tried this year oh korean barbecue what is it that they call i forget is it called like shabu or whatever where you like shabu shabu yeah when you put it in like the pot yes i tear that shit up i love it so much Um, that's one of my favorite things it's so good we should go get it sometime. We should. I'll be back this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be interesting. I've really enjoyed being home. It's been such a refreshing experience because I didn't have to work. And I have like a definite understanding of where my life stands this time being here. So mm-hmm. it's it's just an interesting experience. It's, you know, tough emotionally, but mm-hmm. it's been, I'm so thankful to have been surrounded by family and I'm still gonna go have dinner with some friends this week and see people that I really care about. I'm gonna have dinner with one of my teachers from high school tomorrow, which I'm excited about. I haven't seen her in forever, but she was like such an important figure in my life. Like I would not, I literally would not be the person I am today, especially creatively without her. So Mm -hmm. I always stay in touch with her and I'm excited to see her. So. I'm trying to have dinner with my guidance counselor. (laughs) I definitely would not be where I am today if it wasn't for him. I would still be straight. (laughs) And (laughs) 
Mr. Parisi, if you're listening to this. Um, you will never be over Mr. Parisi. Please um, answer all of my DMs that I send you on Facebook. Um, Not all of them. How many did you send? <laughs> Look, you know, just like every time I'm single, I just feel like I need to confess my love to him because like maybe <gasps> that'll be the time. <laughs> is that wrong <laughs> we're both adults now <laughs> my face is a little a gasp <laughs> no i mean it's been like over a year since i last said hey to him <laughs> <laughs> it's been over a year since, year I, since I last said hey to my guidance counselor that's such a song <laughs> But he's still on my mind. <laughs> every time, time. Every time I crack open that bottle of wine. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, Mr. Parisi, hopefully he responds one day. Maybe. <laughs> That's wild. So how many times have you messaged? Um, it's I mean, been a year since the since, last one. It's been a year since the last one. I mean, I graduated in 2008. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I... Look, I've never like straight up like shot my shot and like done everything I could possibly do, but I've definitely tried <laughs> <laughs> to to slide in those DMs and just be like, hey, what's up? Oh my god, like ah oh, no 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 no. Which one time I did? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Like, one time I did, and I kind of was like hinting towards like you know like that I had a crush on him when I was in high school or whatever. And he totally like turned it around and was like, yeah, your friend Jeffrey had like the biggest crush on me in high school. And I was just like, Jeffrey? (laughs) (laughs) What? No, it was me, you dumbass. But, um, you know, I mean, that's fine. Neither here nor there. It's never going to happen. But like, you know, it's just one of those what if moments when you're just like thinking about your life and you're like, Mm, what if absolutely I, I like you told this story before but i don't know if i remembered it in that way so i'm kind of like <laughs> taken again because that is wild and hilarious and well, very he was interesting young. i mean he, right I, like, what, I was like he had just graduated from college so like what age does that make you like 21 maybe yeah and i was like a senior in high school in high school so like i was about to be in my college years so i mean i wasn't that much younger than him like what like three, four years, four years younger than Right. Him, yeah. Which is nothing. I mean, it's weird because I was in high school, so you can, like, put that whole school aspect on it, which I guess makes it a little creepy. But, like, I graduated. Like, why don't you love me once I graduate? You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you love me? Um, Tell me, Mr. Freezy, why don't you love me? Bless. But, yeah, uh, that happened. I love it. So how are you doing? How's your week? How you feeling? What's going on in your world? Everything good? Yeah, no, I'm doing well. Um, my Speaking of love, my boyfriend. <laughs> I should probably not be talking about my love for my guidance counselor because um, I have a boyfriend. But my boyfriend is actually in Nashville just for the night for work or whatever. Really? And went and had dinner with my friend Leslie tonight. So Aww. it was like wild seeing like my boyfriend Your was like my best friend from college. Yeah, right. like them being without me, I was like so jealous because I was still working and I'm like, must be fun. Like, <laughs> I love that. But it was super cute. And it was like, I don't know, like, you know, a lot of my friends from Nashville never get to meet the people that I'm dating because I just don't travel a lot. They don't come out here. I don't go there. And so like, 
seeing them like together and then like talking to both of them afterwards and they both liked each other just made me happy to see two people that I care a lot about like get along and you know me not have to like do it without me you know right that kind of is like I just think that's like cool because it's like I would totally do that with his friends like I would love to do you know like I just think it's so important to get to know the people that surround your partner and I I think that's even better yeah super meaningful so I I don't know it made me like really happy and um it was super cute they sent me pictures and I was just like yeah still working but well not for me I don't know my week has been pretty chill my labor day was pretty chill I didn't do anything much I've been reading um, the Marilyn Monroe Blonde book. Um, it's not actually a biography, but it's like, it's like they took her life and made it fiction. So it's still like 75% true. They just like expanded on it to make it into like a fictional book. Interesting. Um, it's been really interesting. It's like 700 pages and the words are like so small and it's going to take me like another two weeks probably to get through it. But I'm having so much fun reading it because I didn't really know much about her. And that new movie is coming out on Netflix this week. And like, it just kind of like, I want to watch it, but I like- The Anna um, Diarmas one? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was on Netflix. That's cool. Yeah. So like, it's based off of this book. So like, I just want, you know, I love to read a book before I watch a movie. And so um, I just wanted to do it. But while I'm doing it, I'm going back and watching, like, I'm trying, I, I'm not going to watch all of her movies. There's so many, but I'm trying to watch a good chunk of like her movies, like, like one every night until I like finish the book and until I watch the new film. Nice. Because I, yeah, I never really knew anything about her. And so like reading this book, even though some of it is like a little exaggerated and not true, like a lot of it is based in truth and it's just wild. I just didn't know as much about her as I probably should have or not that, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's not a requirement. <laughs> it's not a requirement, but you know, just someone, us being pop culture people. Right, and, right. You know, someone that was just so important. I really had no idea other than blonde hair. So. Right. I don't um, know a ton either, but I'm, I definitely am a little interested in Miss Norma Jean. See, I didn't even know her name was Norma Jean until I read the book. At first I was like, See, you're not, Jean. you're not a real lamb because Mariah is such a Maryland stan and she's always talking about Norma Jean. Well, that doesn't mean I'm not a lamb. Maybe I don't know something she referenced, but that I'm just playing. Mean... Don't get offended. Oh, <laughs> Did you watch Grease? <laughs> Did you watch Grease? Because you've already pissed me off. And so I, I did give, watch Grease. Give me a reason to leave this meeting. <laughs> I'm just playing. But Mariah has her piano. Her daughter's name is Monroe after her. She she is such a uh, Norma Jean stan. Um, so you watched Greece. What'd you think? I thought the chicken was lovely. <laughs> um, I did not watch Greece. <laughs> I don't want to be a liar. I am going to watch Greece though. I promise. <laughs> I ask you to do one thing. <laughs> One thing I ask. <laughs> do I ever ask anything of you? You never do. I'm so sorry. I really should. Like, I've looked at it a few times and be like, okay, I'm finna watch Grease. But I just have not done it yet. I will do it. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have you been doing with your week instead of watching Grease? <laughs> um, well, I... 
I have had a lot of time to watch Grease, to be completely <laughs> honest. But I am I am getting through crying in H Mart. That's good, because that came out like two years ago. So But you told me to you told me to read it and I bought it and then I wasn't able to read it. Things got crazy. But now I'm actually having the time to sit down and read it. I'm about halfway through and I'm really enjoying it. So see, you've asked me for multiple things and I, it's just taking some time. But I only give you quality. I only give you quality. You do. Things. And I you know, sure, I never suggest anything to anyone unless I'm like for certain they'll like it. And that's one of my favorite things about our relationship is you really know what I like and you understand where I like things to like hit me emotionally or what I like relate to or connect to. And so I know that if you go out of your way to suggest something to me, that it's not something that I can just brush off because you're not the kind of person that's going to indulge in something that's simply just going to exist in your world. You're actually just, you're, you actually really love things for a reason, because if you don't, we, we know. <laughs> so when, <laughs> when you really love something me? and you, <laughs> and Tell you, you something I don't like, <laughs> I'm an optimist. I only talk about good things. Now, let's not get too far, okay? I know you're being a little facetious, but let's get back on the road. Facetious? <laughs> That's my baby's name. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, did you ever watch the Sarah Silverman program? Is that a show? Yeah, Sarah Silverman used to have a show on Comedy Central. I did not. And like all like and it was when I was in high school and then like into college, but it started when I was in high school and me and my friends were like obsessed. We would literally quote it, but there was like a line from that. So whenever anyone says facetious, I'm always like facetious, that's my baby's name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my ex got me a raccoon and he named it facetious. <laughs> Not all. I hate that raccoon. It's that hidden in the closet. <laughs> Out of all the raccoons in the world, that's the one I cannot stand. <laughs> oh my gosh. I like that. It's cute. It's real mm -hmm. cute. But no, I I love recommendations from Zach and I will always cherish them. So I will and I will always indulge in them. So it might take a little time, but <laughs> we'll get a, we get around to it. We spent more time talking about Greece than it would have took you to watch it. So. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You could have been had watched it. Watch I Grease. really could don't, have. Don't watch Grease 2. Some people love Grease 2. Don't do it. I hate that movie, but if y'all like it. Can we pause for one second? I they're yeah. at the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. I really want... Oh, gosh. Why would he... Yes! Yay! I'm so happy. It feels like we need to finish recording this podcast. I know I'm about to turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. You know you can figure out how she feels later. Thank you for being such a supportive friend, Zach. 
Because I'm like, turn it off. (laughs) So I didn't realize that the claim to fame finale was tonight because who has two episodes in a row, which I mean, I don't know, we're recording a podcast about Big Brother. brother. (laughs) (laughs) Big Brother, The Bachelor, Loving Island, um, all these raggedy reality shows. Right. You're not wrong. But claim to fame, they always have Monday episodes. And it's very rare that I actually tune into something to actually watch watch it on TV. I never mm-hmm. really Big Brother may be the only thing in Abbott Elementary that's like appointment television for me that I'll watch live as it's airing. But Claim to Fame has done that to me. Like it it makes me excited to see what happens next, who is going to be on the chopping block and all of all of those things. So I didn't realize that the finale was going to be tonight. And I had we had already planned to record. And I was like, ah, I'm so upset because I know I'm going to get on Twitter and somebody's going to spoil it and I'm going to be annoyed. So I was like, Zach, I forgot. And at the end of the show, can I just watch the, the, the announcement of the winner? And he agreed. So thank you again. And I'm so happy. It was ex- it ended exactly how I wanted it to end. And my favorite three people made it to the end. And the person I wanted to win won. And I'm real happy about it. I really hope this show comes back and I would love to see some more great people on it. And I would love to see like celebrity parents. I think it would be interesting if somebody's mom or dad was on the show or something like that. Um, It's really good though. I would love to see this expanded into something a little more substantial. Oh, hold up a second. We got an intruder. Hi. You got no TV on? No, I'm talking to my friend. Tell your friend that says hey and good night. Okay. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Good night. Sleep well. I will. I'm so sleepy. I'm dizzy. Oh, we'll get to the bed before you fall. You have to pick me up. I will. <laughs> Why are you gonna tell me she said hi and good night? You heard her. <laughs> uh, this episode is fun because it is just. <laughs> A little everywhere. We are, I don't know if we've ever had an episode where it's just like, whatever goes. But honestly, I was like, I don't even know what there is to talk about this week. Because uh, I feel like we talked about and covered the majority of everything last week. Well, we can have a nice, short, little podcast. Well, you yeah. you you know me. I came up with some questions. <laughs> Sometimes we need a break. <laughs> short is cute. So anyway, let's jump into into some BB. Uh, we only have three weeks left, which I'm very happy about. I am ready for the season to end. I'm not that I'm like so disgusted by it that I want it to be over. I'm just like over it. <laughs> like I just want to know. Finale with you? I need to. Put I that mean, on my calendar. I don't know if I'm going to the finale. I don't know. I haven't figured anything, any of that out yet. If I do hear back, well, I haven't even reached out. But if I reach out and I hear back, then I'll let you know. Um, it's just been like, what, this two? Why I, I need the contacts so I can reach out. You got to plan this stuff. <laughs> Sir, you know me. I am very free-flowing. I'm. You are much more s- sophisticated when it comes to planning. I flow like water. What happens, happens. And I don't know. I can only move when I truly feel like pushed and led yeah. to move. Well, I'm going to push you because the earlier we go, the more of a chance that you'll get what you want before they give uh, all the tickets and fill up and everything. We'll see. It's been like what two years? It's been like it's been a long time. I guess since BB twenty one. 
well, since great. I've been. You haven't overused your connection, so they should be fresh and new and brand Well, new I don't know if he still has the same assistant, so I need to figure that out first uh, because it's been two years, so he could absolutely have a different assistant. And in that case, I don't know who to reach out to. Well, so I have time to, to go. become friends. <laughs> I need to reach out to some other sources and see what the, what the tea is, but... Uh, we'll see. I don't even know if they're having a party or if they're even having like outside people come to things like that because they're still masked up at in the audience. So it might not even be a thing. I don't know. I'll reach out in due time. Well, at the, if they should because like who cares at the finale? Like everyone's going home anyway. So like who cares if they get COVID? You know? I mean, but the people that are working there could get COVID too. And ain't nobody trying to deal with that. They're still yeah, responsible well, for their workers in a working environment at such a, a big company. Yeah. We are going to work. It's fine. <laughs> so, yes, we're almost to the end of the season. How are you feeling as we're starting to land this plane? Are you... So grateful. <laughs> so grateful. Ready for so the wheels to hit the runway. Yes. Ready to get off the plane. Ready to grab my luggage and go. <laughs> <laughs> and not think about this plane again hilarious you know i'm agreeing with you i just i'm ready for this to be over with because i just don't really care <laughs> like i just want to know who wins so we can just be over with it you know but we're almost there and i'm excited for this double eviction and i'm just interested to see who how this end game is going to shake out because there's so many possibilities and the the one thing though is i still don't know who's going to win and i think that's interesting because there's still quite a few viable people in this game that can win and i think we'll we'll have a better understanding after thursday because if things go one way then things are going to completely shift so um it's going to be interesting to see. So, but I'm just happy that Kyle is gone. I'm happy that last week went the way that it went. And I honestly can't believe that it went the way that it went because as long as I've been watching this game, I've never seen anything like that before where everything is in motion. Everything is in a motion that I don't want it to be in. And somebody's own personal racism gets exposed. And that is the reason that they get sent home. And it's just such an unreal plot twist. Like you, you really cannot write the season. It is, it might not be the most entertaining, I would say, but you cannot write <laughs> these outcomes because it has been so unpredictable. And I think because these people are so terrible and they're just not interesting and I don't care about most of them, it makes it so much less interesting because if we actually cared about these people, I think it'd be a lot more intriguing to see these outcomes happen because it has truly been outrageous. Agreed. <laughs> I was like, thoughts? <laughs> no, I mean, I agree. This season is everything that you just said. I don't really have much to add to it. I, I wish that you wouldn't have said that there was only three weeks because I feel like once you said three weeks, I checked out. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I'm just like, it's so close to being over. Um, that should yeah. make you check back in and give your all for these last three weeks because we almost mm -hmm. done. I mean, I just like, I think it's like last week was so exciting because everything was actually happening that like I want it and need it to happen. And this week just doesn't have me engaged like last week did because I feel like last week was a conversation that needed yeah. to be had, you know? And I feel like this week is just a week and it's an expected week 
and like I watched Sunday's episode today and like I didn't really like take anything from it other than Terrence laughing at Michael (laughs) 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 at the um the nomination ceremony ceremony, and I was just like one like don't do that but also like lol like it was so funny Michael's face was just like (laughs) you know like it was just so funny to me that's the only thing I took away from Sunday's episode it was um, hilarious but the thing is we're still like if we're if we're going by how we usually do the episodes we're talking about last week so <laughs> the, sunday's episode was but like you said week. at the beginning of the episode we pretty much talked about everything last week right so i don't right. really have i don't really have much to we can do our little do that little run through that you do um but <laughs> you always love to say that you do <laughs> um i do um but other than that like i don't really have anything to add to what I said last week because I feel like yeah I said a lot last week last week was a good week for me <laughs> <laughs> no this for week, sure I'm just like I don't I, I don't know everything is just so expected this week um I but that's I feel like this season has been that way where we get something really interesting and then we get a week that's just kind of there but even the dynamics during the weeks that are there are still interesting because even though we know Terrence or Alyssa are going to go home it's been interesting to watch how the things have been shifting because Brittany is positioned in a very interesting spot where she has her number one in Michael but she's also trying to look towards her end game with Michael and trying to figure out who's going to be there with her. So she's trying to build these other alliances. And she got people to the point where everybody in the house was cool targeting Taylor next, which is Mm -hmm. wild because it's like, how did we get back to the point where anybody would ever think to keep Michael in this house? Like, where does that sense come from? It just doesn't make sense to me. But they're all like, Hmm, let's just stay on this page. I'd rather work with Michael than against him. If he wins HOH again, he's winning everything. He maybe he won't target me, but you're going to lose. Like if you let Michael get any further in this game, you're going to lose. So it has been interesting to see how these dynamics and thoughts have been shifting now mm-hmm. that it's getting so serious, like the end game is really coming. But now Brittany's getting exposed and people are realizing that she is just out here trying to figure out what's best for her. And that's making things turn in these different ways. So now Taylor's not the target for next week and Michael's back the target. And now Brittany's making herself a target. And so it's just real interesting. And Terrence is probably going to be the one to go home this week, which I'm ready for. He needs to get them bags and go home. I wish he wasn't even going to jury because I really don't want to see him again. But Well, I'm just like, at this point, like if Taylor's not going to win, I would like Michael to win. Even though I, I don't really like Michael, I just, he's just won so much, you know? And yeah. like, I get it, like get the threats out and stuff like that. But also it's just kind of like, I know it's the game, but it's like, for what? You know, like. What do you mean for what? For $750,000? I mean, I know, I know, I know. I'm not, I said, I understand the game. I'm just saying like, I would, personally rather see Michael win than someone or Taylor because Taylor was literally supposed to be gone week one. So I think out of the house, the two of them accomplished the most, whether like Taylor won or not, like she still was able to stay while constantly being a target every single week at some point, you know? So like, to me, that's like overcoming, like overcoming something. I don't feel like everyone out in the house has really overcome anything, even though they're like still 
the luck and just aligning yourself good, which I know is still part of the game. I'm not taking away from that. So like, don't even come after me and be like, that's the game. (laughs) I'm well aware it's the game. I get it. But like, I don't know. I just feel like those are the two people who have done the most and deserve it the most out of everyone left in the house. And I agree. It just like, it just makes me sad and not sad. And like, uh, I feel bad for him. Cause again, I don't like Michael, but it just makes me sad that like you can win everything you know break records for like the amount of competitions you won and stuff like that and then still like be gone like I don't know there just it doesn't seem fair but I know it's the game and so. no it's I think you're right in a sense um but I mean just like Janelle she won all those competitions and she's never won the game so it's it just comes with the territory and that's what i'm saying justice for the people who have been winning shit like she should have like but that's part of that's part of the strategy i don't know there should be like a clause or something <laughs> <laughs> if you win so many challenges you get to final three but see people people don't want winning comps to be the reason people win the game because people like cody califuri or other people they have an advantage in a lot of the competitions and so I mean, I think Michael has been a great um, example. Thing to show. Example, there we go. Um, that it's not just the strong people that you need to watch out for. Because nobody knew his little nerdy ass was going to come run up in there and win <laughs> all these competitions, you know? Like, but he has. And so I get that for like, oh, you know, I feel like Cody was like, I feel like most of the time the muscle guys don't do as well as everybody thinks they're going to do. But like, I don't know. I just think that there should be something. Like if you hit like eight, nine, ten wins or something, you should just automatically get to go to the final three. Nah, because, because most people don't do it. Most people, it never happens. So it's like it's really that's true. Be that big, big of a threat. But if they just so happen to, they should. Like I feel like Michael has hit that like threshold of like he should just get like a pass to the final three in my opinion because he's won so much shit and I think that that would help people stop throwing competitions because I'm so sick of people throwing competitions so I think that that would be a really good incentive to actually fucking play that's an interesting thought I don't know how it would work to see people be able to win their way to a spot in the final three next because next year when i build the house (laughs) that's gonna be my rule if you win 10 competitions you automatically advance to the final three because but for me like i don't want this game to come down to only winning competitions because the strategy is such an important aspect of it and positioning yourself well positioning yourself well and having a great social game and wanting people to keep you whether you're a threat or not Mm -hmm. All those things are very prime to somebody's game. So Michael making himself a target is basically what he's doing by winning all these competitions because he doesn't have to win all these competitions. So it's like, I get it, but also it's like... But you don't because if you won 10 competitions, you still have everything that you said that you want in a game. That's still there. It just adds another level of strategy here. But if you can win 10 competitions, if you can win 10 competitions, but you don't have things in place to get you to the final three, that's an inherent problem that you've brought into your own game. And I know Michael needed to win a lot of those, especially like this week or last week, if he didn't win that that veto, he would have been on the block. So I get in, in situations like that, but he's only really getting that fire because he's already won so much before that. 
So I don't like, feel like anyone in the house who would have won as many things as Michael, no matter what their social um, game is, would be taken. Everyone who wins that much is going to be a threat and want to be let out, even if they're the most liked person in the house. You for know? sure. So I think that like there should be some type of safety in actually playing the game and not throwing stuff and winning stuff, even when you don't need to, but just because that's like, what you should be doing in my opinion you should be winning like you should like you go there to play this game and play it all out so play it all out I don't know I get throwing stuff is like part of strategy sometimes and blah, blah, blah. but I'm just like I just want a bunch of fucking passionate people in the house that are like we came here we're playing it all I'm not throwing shit I'm gonna try to win everything because I want the power all the time I want those type of people I would love a house full of those people absolutely no floaters nobody wasting time no one like a fucking coat in the desert you know like <laughs> i want passionate people giving it 100 all three months that i'm watching because i think that would be a great season and i think i would be very involved in it and yeah put the 10 game winning thing in the thing and whatever you can still <laughs> if you still don't want them to make it final three knock them out when they hit eight wins you know like there's like there's still stuff that can be done to make a strategy and stuff i just think that there should be some safety something for these people who are actually playing to not be like so just like thrown out at the end after they've like won fucking everything and then someone like britney gets to stay because you just happen to be friends with the person who's been winning everything so what do you suggest something reasonable that could change that could help people that yeah. are winning all these competitions i think if you win 10 competitions you should get to advance to the final three that's not realistic though i think it is why <laughs> because nobody has ever won 10 competitions so. exactly so it's not going to happen but just have it there as safety in case it does you know like i don't know just because there's a rule there doesn't mean it's going to happen i just think that there should be something that happens if you win like 10 competitions <laughs> You know, I'm not completely opposed to that, but I, I don't want people- I feel like people are gonna get really upset when they hear this on Twitter and be like, the fuck, um, but- I think, it's, I think it's an interesting thought though, because I'm thinking about BBOTT. They did have a competition where I think it was at the final six. If you get the prize, you have to compete in the competition. If you win the competition, you go straight to the final three or the, you know, the final four, why. the final yeah. four. I don't like, I don't want there to be, like, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like a competition where if like, you know, some say like Terrence won it and he gets to automatically get to the final. Now that would piss me off. I don't like that. So I don't like- But I'm not saying- like that. But I feel like there should be something that if you win so much throughout the season, because I think it would encourage people to play harder because they're like, okay, I may not be able to make it, but if I can win 10 competitions, then I'll be able to make it. And now, I think that, I think, that, that I think that approach that you're taking now is more interesting than the way you brought it at first, because it felt like you just wanted people who were winning to make it to the end because you felt like they deserved it and not as well, like an incentive, <laughs> but having but it as it, an incentive for people to actually want to win competitions and want to be there to play. That's a different angle, I think. Exactly. Passionate people who want to play all out and not throw shit and just like win everything and always have power. 
but it being a strategy for them to get to the end. But what if it of- wasn't, what if it wasn't a strategy to get to the end as much as it was giving them some kind of power or like a tool to help them get to the end. So if, and like, it was a currency in the house, like if you win. Yeah, or like a hidden win, immunity idol, you know? Yeah, like, like if, if you, you get to, if you get to 10 wins, you get a, a safety medallion. So they keep, well, you can if it's choose. gonna be like a safety medallion, I would say it needs to be like eight wins. If it's not going to get you all the way, I think 10 is high. If it's not going to actually get you all the way to the end, I feel like we would say like eight wins would get you like a safety thing where you could then like use it. That's interesting. I, I actually kind of like Or like that. at least a block of vote or two or something, you know, like yeah, do something to help that person get at least one more week, you know, where they can then play HOH or something if they just want. Like I, I just hate the fact that like, he won this one because he needed to, but the next week he can't play and say he fumbles on the veto, then like he's going home. And it's just like, I don't know. I would feel really bad for him. I would feel really bad for him. Like that sucks. I'm low-key hoping that's the case. <laughs> like I know. And a lot of people are, and I'm, I'm not saying it from like a personal, like his personality, who he is as a person. I don't care. I'm just thinking about it as if I was in the game and I had done all of that and gotten that far. And then like, that's how I go out. Like, that's just like, it just sucks. And I get that's the game, but like, that's just like up so upsetting. When For sure. You know, you deserve it so much more than half of the people still left in the house. Like I said, if it's not, look, as much as I like Turner and I would be happy if Turner won, like, I know that's also like a problematic choice that not everyone loves, but like, if it's not going to be Taylor and it's not going to be Michael, then I want it to be Turner. Um, I still don't feel like Turner has played as good of a game as Michael. He's done some really great things and some of the biggest moves have been during his HOH, but again, they weren't really his decisions, even though he like right. went out and did it, which good for him for doing everything that he's done and not just being like, well, y'all can deal with this later. I'm not going to take that credit away from him, but I just don't think that like he's done as much as like Taylor or, I mean, Taylor's just survived, which I think when I say done as much, I don't want people to be like, okay, well, Taylor didn't win anything or blah, blah, blah. But no, like Taylor survived. So in my eyes, like there's like the winner and there's like the survivor, you know, like <laughs> th- those are the two people I want to win. Does that make sense? Yeah, I no, I, I get that. And, but it's interesting. I just feel like you value competition wins and people being unafraid to make those moves when they have power or to get the power to, to do the things that they want to do. And they're not afraid of that. I think yeah. you have a lot of, you put a lot of energy in that direction, but everybody looks at the game differently. And so I completely understand what you're saying though. But like I was saying, I think doing it as like a currency could be interesting, but I don't think it would really be fair to have somebody who just because you won automatically get to go to the final three. Cause the game is not, that's not how the game is built. And so I don't know, but I see where you're, where you're going and why you're going in that direction. And I think that it could be interesting if they implemented something like that to see how it worked. I just say like, well, let's try it. Just try it one summer, <laughs> you know, like here, if we don't like it, we can return it and do the, <laughs> you know, it's like Amazon, you can return it, it's fine. Right. No, that's interesting. Um, so who do you think is gonna win this game? I, again, I don't know, cause everything changes every two seconds, but um maybe if Brittany can hypnotize everyone in the house like she hypnotized um <laughs> Alyssa this week maybe um 
she which I was like is this even legal like shouldn't you tell her that you're like putting her like in a hypnotic state instead of just like meditating like can you just do that like is that allowed I mean I don't think it's illegal to hypnotize people so I don't and I don't know if there's like a disclosure you have to to sign to do something like that when she was like I'm just telling her that we're meditating but I'm putting her in a hypnotic state and like I'm just like bitch what like (laughs) No, because, like, meditation and being hypnotized are two different things. Right. I mean, but I don't really know much. I don't really know much about being hypnotized. I don't know if it's, like... I don't either, but I know I don't want to do it unless I say (laughs) I want to do it. Like, the fuck? And then afterwards, her being, like, like, I know I stand in a good place with the listen now. And I'm like, why? Because you hypnotized her? Like, what the fuck? They probably didn't show it, but she was like, you will let me win. You will take me to the finale. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that actually happened a few weeks ago. They just added it into this episode this week, which is so strange to see them do things like that. But it was interesting. It was interesting to see how they edited it. And it made me look at Brittany like, I kind of wish this was more her thing this season. Like, I wish there were more moments of her doing things like this because I think that she has some interesting things in her personality and in her character. But I haven't seen a lot of that because she just kind of plays this flea. Like she's stuck to Michael and it's, it's kind of underwhelming and kind of disappointing because I think that she could be a much interesting player if she had more of those moments, like, like using it to propel her game in a sense, but Mm -hmm. it's not because she doesn't really have the agency to do that. I don't know. But I wish she did. Maybe it's just a me thing wishing she was the character I could see her as. Like the kooky hypnotist woman who's actually doing something to try to further her game and not just spinning in circles most of the time. I've been really trying to figure out who I think is going to win this game. I honestly think everybody except for Alyssa have a shot to win this game. You're making me really think about it. Well, after seeing Michael tie Janelle's record of nine competition wins in a single season and having the most power of veto wins in a single season now, I do feel like I would be okay with him winning because we never see somebody like Michael. And that representation, I think, is really cool. And as problematic as some of the things that he has done have been, I would be happy to see him, especially as a super fan, make it onto the show and succeed in this way because his game was really so over at the very beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. And so it would be very poetic to see his character the arc of his story in this season coming to be the winner and also breaking all these records and doing all of these other things to build himself as a big brother legend potentially. And I wouldn't be mad at that in comparison to somebody like Monty winning, who I don't know what his story has really been. See, that's my biggest fear is that Monty's going to win. And like, good, great. I like Monty fine enough, but I just don't feel like Mm-mm. he deserves it. I do not want to see Monty win. I don't even know how I would feel with the Monty win because... But that's where I think we're going. And that's what really upsets me. I really see Monty winning this season. I can see that too. Monty or Brittany is kind of where I'm feeling. And I don't know why I've been feeling that for a minute. But I just don't want to see that. <laughs> Maybe so. But I do not see Brittany winning. I There's, there's a, a place where I see... Because Brittany was in the backstage at the very beginning too. And she's pretty much been on the outs from the from the very beginning of the season. The girls didn't want to work with but her. But the only reason she's been there is because of Michael. Like, she didn't really 
but that's a strategy yeah. and she as much as she has been raggedy and made their their road a lot tougher in the house when it comes to energy when spreading information yeah. i do think that she energy i do think that she has successfully gotten here whether it's on the back of michael or not and i actually was having this conversation with somebody on twitter which was kind of interesting to me and i but i wanted to know your thoughts because we were talking about michael and britney being a ride or die and i think that michael and britney are a ride or die duo when Brittany was mm -hmm. talking about how she would not turn her back on him whenever mm -hmm. she has every reason to send him out of this house if she wants a shot to win. And I was surprised by that DR of her talking about how she had no intention of sending Michael home. And mm -hmm. so the person on Twitter was saying that they didn't look at Brittany and Michael as a ride or die pair because of the win inequity, because Michael has so many wins and he is such a shoe in to win this game. Britney's kind of playing a zero sum game because if she makes it to the end with Michael, even if she is his ride or die, she's going to lose. So she's playing for second place no matter what. So how can you really be ride or die if you have every reason to kill the person? Well, not kill, but like to take out the person that you are ride or dying for if you want a shot to win. But from my perspective, I'm like, if you are a ride or die, I'm going to ride you with you. With yeah, yeah through whatever. That's exactly. Like, and that's what she's doing. That's literally the definition of ride or die. And so right? I was kind of confused. That's what that's how I saw it, at least. But I did think it was interesting that he was bringing up when you in are in this situation, when you're so close with someone and you're playing a game for $750,000 and you didn't know each other three months ago, and you're getting to the point now where you could make this move to get this person out of the game. Where does that, does that take away from the fact that this is your number one ally and this is your ride or die, but you also know that, wow, you have won almost 10 competitions, which is the most a single person has ever won in this game. Do does it change the fact that you're my ride or die if I'm comfortable with seeing you getting taken out? Or like and, does that yeah, change know, the definition no of longer, that? In my opinion, yeah, because you're no longer ride or die. Like you you jumped when it got hard, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> you know, like if you're gonna ride or die, you stick it out to the end. And I think that's what she's doing. I think she knows there's no way she can win against him. But at the same time, I think that they've developed this bond where it's like, it goes deeper beyond the game. And I don't see her working with anyone else and or like wanting to, you know, like go to the end with anyone else. And I think that that's like a duo, you know? I feel like mm. most people go to, like, I don't know. Like, I just, look, I don't, I, I think that that's just the type, of, it depends on what type of game you're playing. Yeah. You know, if you want to cut your friend, then to win, then, by all means do it it's a game and i'm going to support that decision but also realizing that you're in a good thing you only got there because of him like he's been loyal to you you're going to say loyal to him if other people get him out that's fine because it's not on your hands but you're not going to do it i think that that's like very nice and like a good way to play if you have like morals and stuff yeah i don't think i would do that but it's really nice of her to do that. <laughs> i definitely would not do that i know that's why we can never play this game together you always say that we but we three, 
I do not think I would make it past like week. I wouldn't make it to the jury house with you. Yes, house, you would. Sure. I would not. You would cut exactly. me. I would not. I I could. You are somebody that I know. I have your trust a thousand million percent. Like you are my number one ally. You are. You are the closest thing to me in the game. Mm. I would never want you out of the game unless and you then were he just... goes to the dr and then he's like <laughs> all right so i'm getting rid of zach this week um, no unless you were a liability to the point that i could not see my game moving forward with you in the house and i don't think you would be that person because I, if i saw you doing something i feel like we could have a conversation and get on the same page to where we can make this work for us because we're smart people i think we could figure something out i don't i would not want you out of the game <laughs> like week one and I'd be like I don't trust him we gotta get them out <laughs> I would sit you down and be like look here stop cut it out right now we are going to win I need you focused I need you not to do not feel like I'm doing anything behind your back any of the paranoia let it go you know what if you were winning 10 things then you know we may have to have a conversation <laughs> but I I would not want you out of the house. If and if I anything, want things, would you blindside me or would you tell me? Mm, no, that's a question. See, why can't you just be happy for me that I won 10 things? <laughs> because it's scary. Because I'm trying okay. to win. Well, I would just split my winnings with you. You can have half of it. No, what I would do is make sure the right person won HOH. So then they put you up in a way that I my vote wouldn't be the one sending you home. So See, that's I. <laughs> Why? You guys, if we were ever on Big Brother together, I'm literally getting jammed out first. I just, I would not be able to, I would be so paranoid. I like would not be able to like think straight. I wouldn't even be able to have a game because I just would not believe anything he was telling me. And I would just have to get him out first. Like he would literally be like, we want like gotta go. That is so stupid. Why would you? That is so stupid. Because if I was with you, if I was actually aligned with you and like you won 10 things, I'd be like, holy shit, that's incredible. We're both on Big Brother. You just won 10 things. I wouldn't like then try to get you out because like whatever. At the end of the day, like, I don't know. I feel like Big Brother is like cool and like the money's great. Like for sure, play to win the money. But like for me, if I ever went on Big Brother, it's more about like the experience and I would just want to be in the house as long as possible. So if, even if that means me taking like someone else to the finale that like I know is gonna beat me or like whatever, like I don't care. Like I feel like going to Big Brother and also you make enough, like you make money if you come in second place, like whatever that like covers like a year of like my whatever I make for whatever. So it covers that amount of time. So it's fine. Like that's fine enough for me. Like I would like the money, but I'm not gonna like, cut someone out especially if I what I would I feel like I would be like Brittany if I actually genuinely made a connection but that's the thing I would have to genuinely make a connection with someone that I knew I would want to be friends with for like my entire life for me to play the game that Brittany's playing if it was just like someone that I was like pretending to be friends with to get further then yeah I would cut them but like other than that if I genuinely genuinely cared about that person was like we're like solid I would ride or die with them all the way to the end for sure i wouldn't take that away from them i feel you and i would never want to do that like it's it would never be my intention to want to cut my ride or die or but i also 
am just a very competitive person. And if I know there's a path for me to win, I'm going to take that path, even if it goes against what my heart wants me to do, because hey, afterwards, I can pay for you to do whatever you want to do. Like, we can we can work this out. It might be hurtful, but like, I think the outcome in the end is the most important part, in my opinion. I would go left eye on your house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would literally burn that shit down. <laughs> See? I would sneak out of the jury house, <laughs> burn your house down, and then go back and go, oh my God, that was crazy. <laughs> what happened? because i'm a lot worse when you like when you when you piss me off or whatever that's when i get mad that's when like angry crazy zach comes out i'm a pretty pretty understanding person but once you like burn me i'm like it's over and that's another for sure i feel like even in the the house to me like i would want to get revenge in some way and it would not it would not end well the point of the story is i'm just never going on big brother guys like i will not even try out for the show it is such a it's a game though like it's not it's it's real life people but you're playing you're in a very controlled environment I could, if as long as things are strictly game, I could forgive anybody for anything. It would probably sting for a minute, but I would understand. Because why would you waste your time being in this house, playing this game, if you're not trying to get to the end and win? I care about this game so much. I love it so much. If I had the opportunity to play it, I would do everything in my power to get exactly what I want. And I can apologize about it later. It just, that's just the way that I feel like people should play. I get that there's an emotional con- concept. Well, I'm saying play hard, but like play with like the people that you care about and get to the end. Like I would be like, let's play to get to. The but end everybody together. can't win. Everybody can't get to I the end. Say, Only one person is gonna win, so I need to put you guys in so place. Like, say like we were set to like go to like the final three together, and then it's like final two, and like you think people may like me just a little bit more than. Um, they like the other person. See, that's, like, Would you pick the other person and not me? N- I don't think so. If it was that situation and me, we had made it that far and it was me and you and somebody else, there's no way because outside this house, you are one of my best friends. I could never do that. Like, because at the end of the day, one of us has a shot at winning. And Can you just see me like sitting there looking at you, <laughs> like waiting for you to say who you're taking. I would be literally giving you the death stare from like, hell i would literally be the devil himself staring at you like and you would be so mad you would probably talk yourself out of it like i would probably be dead set on taking you and you would be so paranoid that i'd be like you know what zach (laughs) just because you won't shut up honestly no i would literally be paloma and go crazy the first week and be kicked out the house so it's fine i I, think you literally have no interest in playing this game irl I think you would do better than you think that you would do. And I would love to see it, Loki. Um, I it's hilarious. We've really gotten into this hypothetical situation. I know. Well, you just know I would cuss someone out. Like I would 100 percent get be that person that argues with someone in the house. Like there's no way I can go three months without arguing with someone. And that's fine. I can just sit back and let you argue and hopefully have a vote to save you. So I would literally be fighting with everyone. <laughs> I'd be in dire fist by myself outside. I would literally lock myself up. Y'all can't come out here. <laughs> literally leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> so in this upcoming double eviction, how do you think it's going to go? 
Um, I honestly forgot it was a double eviction too. Just it is. So either Terrence um, or Alyssa are going to be evicted first, and yeah. then they're going to play HOH. But Michael cannot play an HOH. So it'd be really fun if Britney could win something. That would be wild if Britney actually wins this HOH and can protect Michael. Like, there's no stopping him at this point. Like, that's crazy if that happens. That would be. I would get excited again but i see michael going home next week i don't think that there's a way he can win the veto again i just don't see it like he's just won too much i don't think he'll win the veto next week and i don't see britney winning so well it's not next week it's tomorrow (laughs) so but i'm really interested i i there's a there's a part of me that would like to see michael prevail and make it through this double eviction because if he actually does that's another thing he should add to his resume whether or not he wins anything if he can make it through this double eviction with his game intact whew, that is a feat probably the biggest feat of this game because everybody wants his head on a platter everybody except for britney is okay with him leaving on thursday if they knew if they don't know it's a double eviction but like once it happens, they're all going to know Michael is the one we have to get. If he doesn't win this power of veto on Thursday, it is done for for him. Him or Brittany have to win. But there's a part of me that wants to see Taylor win and be able to take out Michael, even though it's not good for her game. But I think that it's good for her resume. And if she's able to find a, a route to the end with that on her resume, which would be very difficult... But I think that it would set her up and I would really love to see her win this game because honestly, when you think about this season and the absolute shit show it's been and just everything that's gone on, I can't see anybody representing all of this more than Michael or Taylor. I really need to see one of those two win this game. So I wouldn't be mad to see like a Turner go in this double eviction either. And you know, this Taylor karma, it does not play games and Turner is has been after Taylor for a while and would probably be one of the only people that would just put her up straight out. And seeing him go in this double eviction could be a positive thing for me. Like, I would not be mad at that. I would also like to see Monty leave, but I don't know. I don't know who would put Monty I want up. Monty. I want Monty to go. I don't want Taylor to go. I feel like Taylor... No, I don't want Taylor. I want Turner. I mean, not Taylor. Turner. I got my T's mixed up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Who would put Monty up? Like, I don't know. maybe Michael. No maybe. But Michael can't play Vito, so it would have to be Brittany. Brittany would have to win this HOH and put up Turner and Monty, probably. This is going to be a very stressful double eviction, which I'm happy about because the last double eviction was not stressful at all. Even though it was very unique, I'm happy Ooh. we're still going <laughs> to... So you got it this time. Last week, I got it. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be really interesting and very stressful to see how this goes because this is still anybody's game, which I love about the season. But it's still, I don't know, it's going to be very interesting. Do you think, speaking of Turner, do you think it's, what do you think about Michael not putting Turner up this week, even though he knows he's like his biggest threat? You know, I actually respected Michael for following through with his promise. And I think that it was an interesting way of him trying to temper his target without actually being able to like it was really his only play because turner he promised him and turner sent home his number one ally on his hoh so it's like 
I completely understood Michael taking the easier route and sending home Terrence or Alyssa, um, even though Turner absolutely was the the person that he should have gone after because Turner is the one other person that's been winning these competitions and could easily put Michael in harm's way. And if Turner does win this HOH on Thursday, I think Michael's going to really regret not taking that shot, especially because they had all the power, like the veto and the HOH. So he could have done whatever he wanted to do, but it's just going to be, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow if Turner ends up getting Michael out of this competition. But I kind of understood why Michael went that route. And I, I don't think it was a bad strategic move because I think it was the only like actual strategic move he can make this week, even though it's not going to help him because Turner is out for him. What did you think about it? I mean, I get it. And like, good for you for sticking to your word. It seems like that's a theme this season. I don't know. <laughs> but I know I would have got Turner out. Sorry. Um, I would have, I would have cut Turner just because they're not ride or dies, you know, like they're not aligned like that. And especially having knowledge of the pound and knowing that he's actively like in another alliance that doesn't include you. And there's like this amount of people left, like. I get it being a hard choice to make and it not being like the nicest choice to make, but I would have got Turner. I would have 100% cut Turner. Yeah, I probably would have done Turner too because, but then again, I don't know what it feels like to have that much pressure on me as somebody with that big of a target because that is a massive weight to have on your shoulders. And so I'm sure he's looking for any opportunity he can to kind of ease that but at the same time why would you not try to take out everybody you know is coming for you you know that turner wanted to backdoor you last week you know it so why would you not try to get that target out because you know i think turner would respect it he would understand it i don't know if you'd have the votes because i don't know if Alyssa would vote him out and but if Alyssa was on the block i don't know if terrence would vote him out but no he'd probably he definitely have the numbers Brittany. Taylor, I don't know what Monty would do, but I don't know. It's an interesting one, but I definitely would have at least taken the shot at Turner because Turner really could be the one that is going to take Michael down. Well, I would have just put Monty and Turner up and been like, ruff, 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 because they're in the pound together. <laughs> and like, bow wow, bitches. Um, Not woof, woof, woof. Ruff, ruff, ruff. <laughs> Like, good luck at the pound because I but like, adopt it. I don't know. What is the <laughs> what does the pound matter at this point when there's only two of them? Joseph and Pooch and whoever else was in it are and Kyle are gone. So like I don't know, but like still that way you can like make a reason have a reason like the two biggest people because I mean he won veto anyway, so one of them would have been gone. And I feel like they would have voted Turner out over Monty. Probably. Do you do you think that production is playing favorites this season when it comes to Brittany and Michael? Do you think they like them? Um, I mean, I think I could see why someone would say that, but I don't I don't know. I think that Michael and Brittany just did more this season than we expected them to do, and that's why we feel like it maybe they are being favorited. Well, I think that they might not be favorited. Like, oh. especially after last week, I wonder if production wasn't expecting them to out Kyle the way they did because they had to spend the entire week focusing on racism and all that was going on in the house. And I think that it, it kind of came out of the blue for to production. And because seeing the way that they have kind of treated Brittany and Michael in the edit and gave so much of the blame to Brittany and Michael and Kyle kind of got off 
like a little free like the energy that kyle got in his eviction did not feel heavy enough for me like i felt like more of the focus should have been on what kyle did and not so much britney and and michael being the ones to out kyle and then with the whole zings like i feel like britney and michael got it kind of got a kind got it kind of hard and then there was that clip of Terrence and Taylor in the backyard talking about the zings and Big Brother comes over the speaker whenever they figure out what Britney Zing meant and was like zing and so I was like it just felt like they were happy happily making fun of Michael and Britney like it just seems like they're not doing them any favors and it just makes me wonder if they're happily doing this because they were not so happy with the way that they moved last week or the way that things have been going. It's, it's interesting to me because they call him ugly and call her a flea <laughs> and say she had crazy eyes. Yeah, but they also said that Alyssa was useless. That's very true. <laughs> Listen, Zingbot was out for blood this year. I was kind of like, these are kind of harsh. Oh, um, Terrence was so underground. Oh, a fossil. A fossil. Monty was boring. Which that zing was boring, so. <laughs> um, and Turner don't shower. And Turner, yeah, that was the easiest, like, lamest one. I, I don't know. I feel like Brittany and Michael are just getting a lot of airtime. And to me, I just, like, wasn't expecting either one to get that much airtime. So, especially at the beginning of the season, I always forgot Brittany was in the house. So. <laughs> right. Until, like, Michael got her as, like, his bestie and then started winning stuff, like. I truly didn't know anything about Brittany. And I thought them including stuff like Michael saying bye Kyle in the in the storage room. I thought the I thought they kind of buried Michael and Brittany in that edit last week because they didn't have to include that. And I thought that was really, you know, it just made Michael look really like he was relishing in the fact that he was able to get Kyle out the way that he was and didn't really mm -hmm. care that he had to do it in such an underhanded way in a sense and do it in a a way that kind of made him look terrible and that he and Brittany were sitting on this conversation of racism and knew it and used it to their own benefit when it was beneficial to them and not when it actually happened. Cause apparently it wasn't that important when it happened, but whenever it's time for them to use it, that's when things need to be said. So, but it's, it's just such a, such a weird thing. I've been, I've been struggling with the weirdness of all of this too because I feel uncomfortable about that situation and the way things went last week. And also with Monty and Terrence, it's so uncomfortable to listen to them talk about Taylor and constantly bash her and the way that she moves. And this week they've been so heavily heavy on Taylor not being open emotionally. And Monty, it seems like Monty likes Taylor and that he feels some type of way that she's not opening up to him and giving him the opportunity, I guess, to to come in and and like, I don't know, I don't know what it is. It's very weird, but they feel res they, the way they talk is like they're they're resentful about it. And I'm like, y'all do not own this girl. She can do and be whoever she wants to be, whether it's for herself, whether it's for you, whoever. So to hear y'all talk about her and be upset with the way that she moves and the, the way that she is over nothing is so weird to me. And they're just so back and forth. Like, I don't get it. It's so weird. And 
I really do like this season. I feel like there is some kind of spirit in that house, some kind of demon that. That's why we need to do a new house. <laughs> right. There needs to be a seance because there's something going on in the house on a spiritual level. This week I was like, we need lafies on that spirit realm because whatever has been going on this season has been quite interesting. Because Daniel and Paloma are probably casting spells. Seriously, because the way that the the energy has shifted every week, and there's always been a new villain in a sense, or there's always been somebody in the opposition of Taylor. It feels like something is jumping into these people and po like trying to attack this woman, her character, her game, like whatever it is. It always feels like it's directed towards her in a sense. And then karma comes in, karma like we have never seen before in the history of this game and she's sitting just beautiful her edges are still laid there's not a hair on her head that is harmed like it is the most miraculous thing to watch and i don't know an explanation for it other than something that we can't see is battling in the house because the way these people flip on a dime against her and against who we feel like they are it is the weirdest thing and I don't think we've seen it this starkly before. It's very strange. But also speaking about them showing Kyle in a certain light, I just think that his like gayness is starting to come out. Like <laughs> his what? <laughs> his like gayness. Like, I don't know. Like, what was the comment this week when you said he was Kyle like, or Michael? Sorry, Michael. I don't know. I'm like tired <laughs> right now. I'm tired. And honestly, I yeah, whatever. Fucking Michael, his gayness is coming out. Like. When gotcha. they had the, the comment when he said um, throwing Terrence under the bus and then he did like the little under his oh, yes. and he was like, oh, because he like- He's he a bus driver. Because he's a bus driver. I'm like, that's some gay <laughs> shit. Like, that's rude. You didn't have to say that, you know? But like, we always be adding stuff like that. Right. To like cut someone. And I feel like it's just like the, like, you know, read him, do right. it. Right. Maybe he's getting open. a little comfortable. Them glasses mm. are really transforming into some mm -hmm. library glasses. Right. <laughs> Michael just starts reading everyone, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Honey. <laughs> Miss Honey. <laughs> Maybe he got Beyonce this week and he's just feeling himself. He got Smile by Katy Perry, which you love. You know what? I do think that's one of her better albums. So good, good for him. I was surprised. I was like, who would pick out of all the albums in the world to get? Why would you want Smile by Katy Perry? It's so random. But at the same time, you love what you love. It's over there. Daisy, Daisy, Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would not have been my choice. I'm definitely more of a witness kind of guy. But um, go off. You just love being opposite. I'm just going to. How am I opposite? Look. I did get witness on vinyl. So um, shut from up. Work, from oh. work, it was full free. I did not pay for it, but you I did enjoy me. it more now than I did when it came out. I just like I don't know. It, maybe it's just like one of those art pop albums, you know? It's just like <laughs> not an like art bionic. Shut you know? up. Like, look, bionic is like my favorite Christina album. It's like the only one I ever like really listened to anymore. I love that album, but everybody else didn't. You know, so maybe it's just like one of those albums that just takes some time and then people start to like. I feel like that's probably Witness for Katie. Maybe. I love Witness. Roulette is my jam. Tsunami, ugh, so good. Tsunami. Tsunami. <laughs> <laughs>
It's so good. But yeah, shut up. I'm not a, a, a net, whatever it's called. What is it? What's the word? I just said you like being the opposite. I know, but there's a word for it. Devil's advocate. Want to be different? <laughs> you want to be unique? <laughs> That's what you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a contrarian. I want to tweet that right now. You need to <laughs> That's what you're not. <laughs> American superstar. Well, you know, I, this has been a very unconventional episode, but I've enjoyed our conversations today. I feel like we really dove into some interesting thoughts. I mean, we spent more time talking about what we would do if we were on Big Brother. Which I think we've had this conversation like seven times. We have. We have. So, but just we're a reminder that we can't play together. Um, we get so passionate about it. But I will literally vote you out. Just it is what it is for my own mental health. You're mental so, health aware awareness. You're ridiculous. You got to work on that. I'm gonna let me call you. Maybe we should go to therapy together. <laughs> You could absolutely trust me, especially if it was something that serious, like, come on, this is, that's a serious thing. I would never, I would never give up a built-in trust because I was worried, please, never. I know we didn't dive into everything we could have dove into, but things are weird these days. We're just doing the best that we can. And I think that's all that I have <laughs> for us today. Is there anything else you have? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think we just talked about too much last episode that, like, there really isn't much. And we haven't got to the double eviction or anything. So, yeah, the next episode should be more fun, more Big Brother themed, less us. But I've, <laughs> I've liked this episode because I really like, like, I don't, if we didn't do this the way that we did, I don't think you would have shared the, the idea of wanting Michael to just go to the final. And I think that's a super interesting thought and an idea that's worth exploring more so i like that we just kind of had an open forum conversation because thoughts like that come to the surface when you do when it's not too much structure um so yeah i'm not mad at it i actually think this episode was the way that we felt like the past episodes have been and i think the past episodes have been way more structured than i thought or expected they would be but this one felt a lot more free-flowing than usual and I like it a little bit. And it just kind of is what it is. We're just, like I said, we doing the best that we can. It has been quite a month for me. Like I'm just, I'm here y'all, but I'm keeping a smile on my face and I am taking things day by day. And that's really all we can, we can do and all we can ask for because listen, life comes at you fast and I'm not the best catcher, honestly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, do you have anything else, Zach? I don't think so. All right. Well, thank y'all for tuning in to Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast. If you enjoy what you hear, please like and subscribe and tell your Big Brother friends about what we got going on over here. You can catch BB24 on CBS every Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You can check out what's going on anytime on the live feeds on Paramount+. And until next time, we'll holla at you later. Bye. Bye. Julie girl, Julie, Julie, Julie girl. Hey, Julie girl. <laughs> Julie girl, Julie girl. Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie girl. Julie girl, Julie girl. Hey, Julie girl.
Julie girl, Julie. Hey, Julie girl.